Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. As for the moment, she will be joining Wrestle Radio Network due to when she will be joining. I don't know, but for the time being, I will do the show by myself, and we will be discussing none other than professional wrestling. What the fuck else would we be discussing? And every bit of controversy that's going on right now, and the dead man's retirement from wrestling period and has said and has been quoted as saying I have no desire to wrestle for a long time we'll see how long that lasts is not an option man he's gone okay so right out of the gate we're going to distract ourselves briefly with the WWE Raw review for the moment, the main matches that mattered the most, Street Profits defending their tag team championships against the Viking Raiders. Had this been NXT, I'm pretty sure the Viking Raiders, actually I like calling them the War Raiders, but that's, you know, a different rant for a different day. Just like in Wizard of Oz, there's a horse of every color. So, Asuka, sorry, the Street Profits defeated the Viking Raiders. Where was that? Oh, yes. In any normal setting, the Viking Raiders would have destroyed the Street Profits. It was a good match, back and forth, whatever. Raw started off with Nia Jax saying that she's not leaving until the person she wants to uh, face goes in the ring. Sorry, folks. My stress levels have gone up and down, up and down, up and down. Nia Jackson's up facing off with Charlotte Flair instead of Asuka. The referees had to come and separate the two of them. Yawn. Lana's now with uh, Natalia. What's he do? Who cares? Has a valet service. Lashley now has MVP. Go figure. The professional divorce is continuing WWE when it comes to WWE Raw. Also, there was a segment between Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins and showed what happened last week as Dominic attacked Seth Rollins. I hate reading like it sounds like it's from a fucking prepared script, but ladies and gents, 
The main attractions on WWE Raw were as follows. Monday Night Messiah goes back and forth. Buddy Murphy and Austin Theory. I mean, Asuka versus Charlotte was probably one of the most interesting matches aside from the tag team title defense. And Raw is still going on right now currently, folks. And no, I do not have the volume turned down too low so that I can watch the action as it unfolds. I don't know. I don't know. Been answering questions all day long about allegations that have been assessed from accusers accusing certain wrestling superstars or calm wrestlers of sexual misconduct. And there's a wide variety of manipulating people into doing something that they want. So domestic, or no, verbal abuse, physical pedophilia is involved in this. It's a whole fucking nightmare. So I tried to distract ourselves from this bullshit by announcing that The Undertaker has officially retired as a performer, as a wrestler, Long haul, man. He was in. Let's see here. He started as me, Mark Callis, Callaway. He started wrestling in 1987. So, when it comes to uh, mainstream wrestling, because I know he wrestled in territories. Damn, why? You guys are relentless. Wrestle underscore radio. Is the tagline for the Instagram Wrestle Radio forward slash Facebook dot com and B Train O five thousand myself is the Twitter handle for Wrestle Radio Network officially because let's face it, I mean yes, Wrestle Radio Network does have a Twitter, but it's not been accessed because not it has not been updated to answer your questions. Also, to answer your questions, we will get. The allegations concerning Eliero, Wolfgang, Sammy Guevara, who has been recently cited uh, from something that happened four years ago, but still is not still not appropriate in the world of professional wrestling. But as I was saying, The Undertaker has been wrestling for 33 years. For those of you who want the rap sheet on the Undertaker, wow! And I just saw an advertisement on Google: WWE backstage is likely done for good. It's sad because we're all the well, no, because then CM Punk might be on TV. As far as you know, in the presence of WWE, or he may just go back to uh, his comic book shop and comfortably live in Illinois. I don't know. I don't know the answers to those questions, sir. And I really, honestly think I should continue with my show. And uh, actually, no, I know I should. So the Undertaker. Let's look at the rap sheet. He started off in 87, it says. 
okay, it says you can never appreciate how long the road was until you've driven to the end. That's basically what the Undertaker says. So he's 55 years old. He's from Houston, Texas. According to this, he's six foot ten. He's married to Michelle McCool. I knew that. Okay, so now I know some of these facts because I was out the WrestleManias that he won and lost. I know that he's always going to be the legend that we will never ever forget. So uh, before we start ranting and raving. Me start ranting and raving. Callaway began his career in '87, so he worked in WCCW and then uh, worked in USWA. He's a tag team champ, or he's world heavyweight champion in WCWA. Started wrestling in WCW in 1989 as Mean Mark, and that was a gimmick with Paul Heyman. Where Heyman carried out that self and it looked like a brick, you know? And so anyways, um he was not just the Undertaker folks, he was a man that basically was your locker room leader. Was the kind of guy that you would look to for answers, seek advice from because he'd been around. And I didn't have the pleasure of uh, working with him. It was a brief, hi, how are you, at Access. And he was super nice, too. He said, well, where'd you get that Sting poster from? But I was carrying it around because it was a souvenir type thing in New Orleans for WrestleMania 34. And... I remember thinking to myself, man, this guy's never going to quit. And I even told him that at Access, and I'm pretty sure he's heard a lot of shit over his career, but uh, The Undertaker, yeah, see, I love how Wikipedia ruins shit when it says, oh, he was known for his longtime feud with Kane. Yes, that's obviously the most famous feud so this is the same man that on Bossman on a noose, same man that sacrificed Stephanie McMahon on the Undertaker symbol. This is the same guy who had a lot of feuds with The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, Mick Foley, you know, the famous, he throws him over the top of the cage onto the announce table and you hear Jeff, my God, he's dead. He's got to be dead. It's just, I think JR made a lot of people's matches famous, but let me explain something to you. Well, the Undertaker wrestled as long as he did. JR, sometimes even Jerry Lawler made matches come to life. And the way that Jim Ross would describe the Undertaker, the Undertaker, you know, my God is my witness. He has broken in half. He made the Undertaker's career elevate even more than it had already been elevated. The man had an undefeated streak in WrestleMania. I was there for his 21st victory at Mania 29 against CM Punk. 
uh, not just I, but many was also there for his first loss against Lesnar at Mania 30. At Mania 31, it's very awkward. Mania 32, my goodness, man. I'll never forget that one either. I was there. I Like I said, I've been to every single Mania since Mania 29. Unfortunately, COVID-19 wiped out Mania 36's experience. So, just going to tell you, The Undertaker, as the performer, gave the fans exactly what we wanted, whether he was a heel, whether he was a babyface, whether he was a fucking tweener, if you ask me. You could love him, you could hate him, didn't matter. The man would put on a fucking show. And, like I said, I'm not going to get totally sidetracked with all these uh, sexual misconducts going on in professional wrestling because there's got to be, there's got to be a bright spot. There's got to be some form of good news when it comes to reporting professional wrestling. The fact that uh, Asuka finally beat Charlotte Flair and by the way Tom Phillips was wrong after a year or maybe it was Byron Saxton they said after a year no fuck off it had not been a year since Asuka had lost to Charlotte Flair or or been humiliated or dropped a championship to Charlotte which I I don't think people understand you have to lose someday, but for some weird reason, the good streaks go to die in New Orleans, where Oscar's died against Charlotte. But the point is, folks, sometimes it's good to distract ourselves, even if it's bullshit. And it took a year for the company to realize, hey, maybe we should start giving the fans exactly what they wished for or asked for. And it would have been nice had Oscar won in general at WrestleMania 34, so that I can say that wasn't a terrible card. It wasn't a terrible match. It's just sometimes result is nine tenths of a wrestling fan's perception of how decisions get made, and sometimes decisions get skewed. But what I'm telling you is, boy, it's a little too late. And whoever said a year. For a whole entire year, Oscar would lose to Charlotte? Man, that's not untrue. But it also makes one wonder, Jesus Christ, what else are they going to come out late with? A 50-50 type thing. No one really knows what goes through the minds of the creative in the back because that can consist of a lot of folk and we might be here all night okay let's see how much time I has left oh wow I've got 43 minutes left so the 17 minutes were spent rambling about the beginning intro which is We've got bigger fish to fry here on Russell Radio Network than to consistently talk about stuff that we know very little about that have only been reported on certain websites 
on various different other wrestling dirt sheet sites. I don't trust Meltzer because that motherfucker was the one singular man. I mean, singularly handedly. I love saying complicated words when I'm tired, but single handedly predicted a wrong version of WrestleMania 34. Most of the shit Meltzer says, unless it's regarding a contract or some bullshit gossip news that people get nowadays. I'm not interested. Because it just proves one thing. People live and die with gossip. And he is a source of gossip. What am I a source of? I just inform you all what's been going on. I don't TMZ it. It'd be funny as hell if I tried that shit. I don't TMZ things because then that makes me look intrusive. And two, well, we all have phones. We've got tablets. We've got your basic happy little internet sources that tells you when someone's going to quit or what someone's been doing in the sheets. So with that being said, now that I've got plenty of time to roam around when it comes to this rant, allow me to inform you that Off the Rails Uncensored is a sister affiliate show of Russell Radio Network. Any duplication of Off the Rails Uncensored is punishable by law, and you will be citated for $45. The amount will go Straightforward into my bank account, and you guys be fucked up. Off the rails uncensored <clears throat> is a copyrighted podcast that was christened and created on March 7, 2016, solely by Brian Rails. If you have children under the age of 18, I suggest they don't listen to this portion of the show. Authorized Uncensored contains explicit language not suitable for minors under the age of 14. If you are 18 or older, well, then it's fine. Just don't go repeating what I said to your bosses, okay? I don't want to hear the complaints from different companies saying, you know what he said? You know any F-bombs he dropped? Anyways, I'm wasting time here, so... um. When I decide to get on a theme when my sleep pattern gets back to normal, great. But until then, monkey's in the truck. Let's hit my music and get straight to the point. What has been discussed the last three, four, five, six, it's been discussed for a while now about the victims and their 
abusers. There have been several wrestlers that have been reported for sexual misconduct, and this list is a huge one at that. Let's see here. You got Joey Ryan, you have Matt Riddle, Jordan Devlin, Wolfgang, Joe Coffey. I don't know how to answer any questions regarding this, except for maybe I can answer a few. Who do they think they are? Well, when they believe that they are gods and that no one can touch them. Unfortunately, you know, the speak out movement, hashtag speak out movement, is in effect, right? One of which... I'm suspicious of because she changes her story every so often. Been cited that Candy Cartwright, who's also a professional wrestler, was cited as saying on Twitter, he still forced himself on me even after I asked him not to. He pulled down his shorts, grabbed me by the back of my throat, and started making me go down on him. Look, sweetie. I don't know your guys' full-fledged story, but I just got the brief cliff notes of it from what I read from Matt Riddle, and that is that you guys used to be a thing, now you guys are not. Then when Riddle's wife sent a message saying, you need to leave us alone, you psycho, there's just, okay, let me read the exact tweet, because this is just going to annoy the fuck out of me if I don't, Okay. So it says the following. Back in May of 2018, I was riding with Matt Riddle and a few other wrestlers. During the van ride, when the three other wrestlers had fallen asleep, Matt asked me to get on his dick, to ride his dick. This is basically what it says, to hop on his dick. When I refused, in parentheses, although we had previously been together, I was incredibly uncomfortable in that setting, parentheses. When I said no, he grabbed me by my throat, choked me, and said, what if I just made you? I ended up giving him oral sex. Parenthesis, praying someone wouldn't wake up, parenthesis, to get out of having intercourse with him. It was incredibly humiliating. There's a whole lot of, let's hear it from both sides, right? A fan decided to confront Riddle, right? And this is what the fan said. It says, the fact that you think I do something like this makes me sad, bro, is what Riddle's saying. Don't need to be my man friend and try not to believe every story you hear, especially with no proof. Have a great day. And then it says, the fan says, why the fuck would they lie? Why does anybody lie? She has been harassing me for years. I've had to change my number three times, and I almost got a restraining order against her, but didn't want to run her, ruin her career. 
my lawyer in WWE are already in motion to press charges for defamation and cyber-stalking. Believe who you want, bro. Why listen to logic or facts? I want to know the full story and nothing but the whole story. You know why? Because this is just, from now, the texts are just hearsay. Whether or not she was coerced, whether she was afraid and young, I don't, I hate the people that jump to conclusions. Because then they say, well, he's a, he's a rapist. How? When she willingly, and she says it's against her will. There, As I said earlier, there's holes in this fucking story like you wouldn't believe. The boat's about to sink. Do you know why? I prayed that no one woke up. When you're in a fucking situation like this, wouldn't you want somebody's attention? Wouldn't you want someone to know that you felt uncomfortable? Now, there are other stories that have been cited, folks, and boy, you know what? I'm just going to read from what my friend sent me. I'm not even going to type in the articles because it's just a mess right now. So, okay, this is the article about Jordan Devlin and Matt Riddle. So it says, this is a message from Matt. No, 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 no. I don't think these messages look real to me, though, dude. Come on. There's no date. It says, reposting these. This is a message from Matt to me telling me he can't wait to see me from just about a year ago. If I've been harassing him for years, I'm not sure how that's possible. Screenshot from Lisa. Lisa Riddle proving to me she knew of the affair. Today at 8.18 p.m. Hi, hey, Sam, it's Lisa Riddle. You are still blocked on Matt's phone, and he knows I'm messaging you. Can you please do me a favor and screenshot all the messages you have of YouTube and send them to me? Please, you owe me that. You don't have to respond. His number has changed, and I'll see you Saturday. Um, I agree with this comment. First it was sexual assault. Now it's an affair. Sorry, but what? And then we have some person saying this. Messaging apps that cheaters use or people who don't want to reveal their real numbers, the free versions, display ads. Very convenient for dudes. Uninstall while at home with wifey and reinstall when she goes to bed. Stop discrediting her story. And of course, the people for Riddle has been married since 2011. If Lisa knew about this, wouldn't she break up with him? Yeah, that's another good point. Are you, and listen to these comments and responses. Are you able to get fresh screenshots that show dates? I feel like that would go a long way with shutting up the naysayers. And I agree. It says, once again, these don't add up. Him and his wife are still married. 
if she knew about this a year ago, they would have a divorce, and the first one, it shows a pic of Riddle. I'm not saying she's wrong or he didn't do it. It just seems suspect. Yeah. Knew she got out of her fake screens and tried to crop LMFAO. And why it just seems like some parts of this is not just the Riddle story. Okay. I explained that we were going to cover something more than just Riddle. Okay. WWE, this is the this is an actual thing, you know. And I don't really care about this. I already read this article, but it says in regards to this effect. No, 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 no. It takes sexual misconduct allegations very seriously, but the wrestling company still aired little so blah, blah. So let's see the zero tolerance policy. WWE has zero tolerance for matters involving domestic violence, child abuse, and sexual assault. <clears throat> the company said in a statement, upon arrest for such misconduct, a WWE talent will be immediately suspended. Upon conviction for such misconduct, a WWE talent will be immediately terminated. So, that's the article that my... Like I said, I someone sent me, right? Jordan Devlin, my goodness. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So, Wolfgang has been accused of being a pedophile by ex-fiance. And it says, this is what's, you know, interesting. She, this accuser actually has valid proof. Okay. I'm not one for posting so publicly on the internet, but today I woke up to a message from a close friend with regards to the hashtag speaking out movement and the wrestling scene on Twitter. And I have carried this emotional burden with me for years and since battle with self-harm, mental illness, and I'm yet again on the waiting list to see a psychologist, I feel like it's time to share my experience. I was involved in professional wrestling for about five to six years as a trainee in a valet. In that time, I was engaged to a now WWE NXT professional wrestler, Barry Wolfgang Young. During this period, I was an absolute shell of myself due to the emotional abuse I endured in the re- that relationship. He wasn't physically abusive with me in that sense, but he's extremely emotionally manipulative, and I caught unsolicited photographs of schoolgirls on both his laptop and on his camera memory cards from several occasions, including one to which he admitted to driving to St. Mungo's Academy and waiting for the school to finish and proceeded to take photos of schoolgirls as they left. I know a lot of people that would be incredibly shocked by this deed to the good guy, couldn't do no more for you. Uh, couldn't do more for you, Fasad. And there probably will be a lot of questions regarding why I didn't come out sooner. But I was so fucking emotionally abused. I actually feared for my life, and it's taken me a very long time to realize that it wasn't my fault.
You know, it's not the uh, only story because, like I said, I got sent a lot of stuff from a good source of mine. Oh, yes. Joey Ryan's accusations, you know. Now, with him, I believe term or phrase goes, all it takes is getting caught once. That's it. That's the thing. <laughs> Ryan is a controversial figure in pro wrestling. He is known as King of Sleaze. And it seems he has done something to earn that title. An individual, okay, so Corin Mink posted a note where she recalled her experience with Joey Ryan. Mink has gone, you know, to pick up Ryan from the airport. So he grabbed her boob and he kissed her. I told the promoter of the show, who was also the man responsible for a good amount of my training, because I was attending his school at the time. I was doing the airport pickup for about this, and then he said he was so sorry. They felt terrible that he put me in danger like that. He promised me he would never book Joey Ryan again. Lo and behold, a year and a half later, he books Joey Ryan. I can't believe I trust him. So, not only that, folks, but there's been several accusations against Joey Ryan. And it's going to be hard to clear his name when he deleted his own Twitter account. And probably because he got the advice to lay low. There was an incident where Joey Ryan was involved as well. And basically what happened was It was after hours, and the show was already done, right? So Joey Ryan decides, why not invite this girl back to the hotel so I can you know, get some? He tried to take the girl's pants off. She said no. He took his off because he said, well, I need to get a shower. You know, every, every great pickup line starts with, I need to get a shower, right? So Joey Ryan takes it upon himself, take off his pants, tried kissing up on this girl. Actually, let me read from Twitter. Just a smidgen about what's going on because, okay, well, who will be a major part of uh, Wrestling Revolver? I just got that. No, I mean, I'm serious. That's mm-hmm. So, yeah, it says Mark Haggerty as well got removed, folks, for inappropriate sexual misconduct with a 15-year-old boy.
is the first Oakland game ring announcer, which, okay. This is the story founded moments after I introduced myself to Joey Ryan at a show. He followed me and DM'd me while we were both still at the show. I got a weird vibe right away. So... Okay. I know there's got to be a little bit more to it than this. Thank you. I tried to get that to work, but you know. Another accuser comes forward with the story of Joey Ryan's obsessive and appropriate behavior, so there's like more. Elena Black has now come forward with her own story about Joey Ryan. This story falls in line with the other stories that we have heard about Joey Ryan over the past few days. Okay. Black says that Ryan followed her on Twitter and DM'd her moments after she introduced herself at a wrestling show. She's got a, she said, I got a weird vibe right away. She didn't want to get heat on her, so she was responding to his DMs, and her story continued as the messages did not. Later that night after the show, he was messaging me saying he wished could sneak, or he could just sneak me into the bar with him. I'm 19. He messaged me constantly for weeks, even when I wouldn't respond or just double tap the messages again to not seem rude and scared of getting heat. Okay, blah, blah, blah. She said, I've heard many stories from other girls and I'm happy to see them exposing blah, 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 joy on period. It says, Indie wrestling scene is slowly reopening, but it's not likely that Joey Ryan will be getting a lot of bookings. I know there's got to be more to this story than this. Oh, yeah. It says, you know, at the time, there's another report saying that he... Oh, boy. He tried to get into the shower with it, but that's not the tip of the iceberg, folks, because we all know that my general dislike of AEW is, you know, proven any further. So I'm going to try and play a clip, if you will, of, well, basically what Sammy Guevara was saying. And while we're waiting, let's play some music. Let's see here. Let's see here. Oh, yes. This. We're going to pause 10 seconds. Actually, 30 or more. Eh, 10's good enough. Right here on Wrestle Radio Network. Dig it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Okay, folks. Please, please stand by. Because I'm going to play some stuff for you that may or may not really affect you, but please bear with me. I'll play it as best I can and as loud enough as possible. There's a podcast clip of Sammy Guevara that I'm going to play for you. I'm going to turn down the volume because of an ad that I can skip real easily. This is Hannibal. Okay, I don't think that's the clip I wanted, but... Okay, okay. There's another audio clip of Velveteen Dream? What? But basically, the audio clip states... I'm going to play it, folks, for you just a minute, but I'm going to tell you what. A lot of these guys really need to think before they speak, because this was four years ago during a tryout for WWE. And it's not all that grand. To say that he wanted to rape that woman, I mean, yeah, I don't think so either. I think that it's all inclusive for everyone to know That you never ever say you want to rape someone, even if you're just, oh man, she's beautiful. No! No, I found it in here somewhere. Oh well. No, 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 no. I'm trying to find it. And I know I will. Oh, no, no, no. I know I will because audio surfaces of Sam Guevara will saying he wanted to rave Sasha Banks. Um... It says, ah, uh, here it is. Found it. Sasha Banks. Bro, Sasha Banks. Oh, oh my God. I, when I was at the WWE the other week, I wanted to just go fucking rape that woman. Did you at a tryout? Uh, sort of. It was just as an extra thing whenever they came to town. You heard it first, folks. It took me forever and a day to find it. But they suspended him and gave his salary to the Jacksonville Women's Center. Now, I did promise you that I was going to cover Devlin and El Ligero, and I already covered Wolfgang. 
So, let me see if I can do some digging. These guys' accusations are just kind of like what I'm going to say. It's bad, is what it is. It's really bad when you have to relinquish a title, and then on top of that, you have allegations of sexual misconduct. Former Cruiserweight champion Jordan Devlin has come out on social media. The WWE NXT UK superstar has put his case forward in the allegations that were made by Hannah Francesca. Francesca courageously told the world about the physical abuse she suffered at the hands of Devlin. Francesca took to Twitter to disclose the incident. She shared pictures of the incident, revealing the bruises she suffered. As she spoke, her experiences, she urged women to speak out against the abuses that they suffered. This gave rise to the hashtag speak out moment. Francesca could not share all the pictures of the bruises. She was reluctant to display pictures of bruises on certain parts of her body, and rightly so. Francesca on Twitter said, This is scary. I'm really scared. Jordan Devlin did this to me. And this is just the physical damage, not including my arse and back bruises, because I don't fancy posting that online. I'm shrugging the to see. Francesca also added a caption to her picture stating, saying the following. To the promotions, wrestlers, and fans staying silent, I hear you. To the abusers tweeting their support, I see you. I was also told to reach out to my abuser as the whole thing might just be a misunderstanding. Promoters, educate yourself. Don't gaslight your fans or talent. Devlin speaks about how he didn't want it to give or didn't want it to give the accusations any weight due to being false. In nature, he did speak about them only for his followers and his fans. Former Cruiserweight champion says this is the personal agenda against him and will now consult his legal team. So, so Devlin, you know what? This is all I will say of the matter. I'm now working with a legal team to help decide how to proceed from here, Jordan Devlin. If you have nothing to hide, then you stay on. And I, like I said, I don't know this because I and others were not there. But what's hilarious is you have people that are automatically become legal experts. I was a victim of this too. In question to people that are a part of this movement, is this, you know, is this going to be bad when some of this is found out as being false? Is this going to be good? If it is true, sorry for the laugh track, folks, didn't mean to do that. All I'm saying is innocent until proven guilty in some instances. Does it mean he's innocent because he posted his rebuttal on Twitter? I don't fucking think so because I don't know. I honestly can tell you I don't know how people are going to handle this moving forward. 
But for Ligero and Travis Banks, that's a different story, right? Just because, you know, you know, you found an article about them. Does that make me the all-knowing expert? I'm not defending nor denying that they may have done something. But, again, it's not my place as a general fan to be like, okay, <laughs> this is just getting really bad because now there's like five or six people that popped up as names that and various sexual misconducts have been reported as individuals who are, you know, either a minister to society or their name is going to be cleared. We don't know. So the bulk of my discussions tonight, not only is the dead man retiring, but, oh, by the way, there's six or seven guys that have been accused of different versions or different various sexual misconducts, Matt Riddle, Eligero, you know, I mean, I mean, I haven't heard much about Travis Banks, and I do know that Millie McKenzie, holy cow. So, to have had a relationship with Millie McKenzie when she was only 17 years of age, and he was her trainer, okay? McKenzie posted several screenshots of exchange messages between her and Banks. And it says, Finding a hotel I'm staying in, finding my room number, and knocking on my door for hours continuously messing me when I ask you to leave is not okay. Really, please, please don't. Can I please just say no? Legit, I don't even know why you won't talk to me. Clearly, I give a fuck. I can't do this. You want to speak to me a little, otherwise you wouldn't want me to call you. Stop fucking playing games. I'm here. I don't want to go home. Let me sleep on the floor. I'll go home early. No. Why? Can we talk? For the last time, I said no. I'm trying to sleep. Go home. Um. Wow, that's bad that she got screenshots, folks. Um. Do you know what? Fuck you. I'm trying to show you I'm giving a fuck for two months after fucking everything you put me through. Yeah, I get it. Izzy was shit. But now you've become such a cunt. You're hurt. I get it. But you have hurt me more me more than I deserve. I've tried to wait and think that you and me could work, but you have legit shown me nothing and you want to fuck me over. I promise you, nobody would love you more than me, but you don't even give a fuck that I'm hearing is dying because of you. Every fucking day I've thought about you, and I have to sit out here and act like everything is okay. It ain't. It fucking ain't. I'm so sick of trying to pretend I'm okay because I'm not. Uh, Can you just let me stand on the floor? I can't be fucked. I'm getting a cab. No. Wow. Don't talk to me like that. Just go away. You fucking go away. Ducking hypocrite, I'll always be there for you. Weren't though. I'll love you no matter what, Millie Reading 2018. Just fucking lie to me more. You fucked up and treated me like shit. Talk to me right now. I fucking love you, dick. I fucking love you, dickhead. Fairy tale of New York is on the lobby. I fucked up. Yes, I know. I fucking did. I shouldn't have. Wow, this is pretty bad, folks. Some replies were hidden by the author. This is pretty sad. Um, so Travis Banks, like I said, it's either you are or you're innocent to prove and guilty. And so far, folks, we've learned 
that are in the court of Brian Rails. <laughs> just, you never know what the fuck you're going to get. So it's like a normal courtroom. And some stories have holes in them and others actually have valid fucking proof. My God. This is not, I mean, these, this is so bad. They said some of the replies have been hidden by the author, so... Okay. She's 17. That's correct. There's a lot of things wrong with this, folks. Number one, Millie's 17. Two... 17, three. Wow. I mean, I think there's a lot of genuine sincerity behind Travis Banks, you know, ever since he competed in the NXT UK tournament, you know, which with Pete Dunn won. So, not everybody's bad is kind of, you know, a statement that no one wants to hear. But it's true, not everybody's bad. Just like in any profession, you're going to have rotten apples fucking everything up for everyone else in the business that they work in. You're going to have pervs that get away with shit because of their status. Well, some of them. But, man, we live in a day and age, you know, where social media is so important to uphold. And if you do something with someone... gotta be a rhyme or reason right but this is just my opinion right those that do this shit you wouldn't know because there's so many there's so many accolades behind them and they're such nice guys and this that the other when it comes to professional wrestling you meet a lot of sleazeballs promoters fans and yeah, there's a good possibility that you'll meet sleazeball workers. Joey Ryan never really cared for the dude. The dick flips. Uh, there's just a lot of things that he did that really didn't... I mean, it was more comedic. So losing him and the wrestling community to some may be a huge, oh, I can't believe he did this, I'm disappointed type of thing. And then others of us will say, oh, well... The world loses Matt Riddle. Some people will say, man, I can't believe they lost a big talent. Innocent until proven guilty for that one because I don't know Candy's story with Matt. I don't give a fuck. I just, you know, like I said, I don't like to be the guy to be like, oh, I knew it all along. I knew he was guilty. I won't even give him fair judgment. No. Despite some people saying things like, well... I re- I really uh, don't know what's going on, but I don't I don't think that uh, she's wrong. That's personal bias, my friend. Well, Ellie Garrow, let me. Uh, no one really shed some light on what happened in, but Jack Gallagher's situation bad because there's several several accounts on him. So. I know I got 90 seconds of pitch, but I've got a lot more to say than this. So, Laguero, 
Liguero was accused by pro wrestlers Natalie Sykes and Debbie Title sexually harassing and manipulating them as the first post was speaking out. Another person that spoke out was Violet O'Hara, who alleges that Liguero intervened at a local club after an event when a drunk man tried to manhandle her. She allowed Liguero and a group of his friends to stay in her hotel. This was too late, and they were locked out of where they were supposed to stay. O'Hara alleges that Liguero said he couldn't sleep on the floor due to a knee injury, and she agreed to let him sleep on the bed as long as he stayed on the opposite side. She alleges that Liguero instantly assaulted her. Liguero has denied the allegation by O'Hare, saying the current story has been released by Velvet O'Hare and Michelle is neither accurate nor true. This is a completely false accusation, and whilst I've done other things in my life that I deeply regret, this isn't accurate and a truthful portrayal of events. This is sounding I strongly deny. This is something I strongly deny, and something I've been in the process of speaking it to a legal team about. So him... And Devlin and Riddle. Their stories might actually have clout. They may not. I don't know. Regarding other statements from other people like Laura and Natalie, who have spoken that they were made to feel, and others that have come forward or unwanted messages, I have no excuse. It's inappropriate. It's an embarrassment. And it's an absolute shameful way to act with someone in a position of trust. I sincerely apologize for my actions and any hurt I have caused. I have no justification of my actions in the slightest in these situations. I have failed people as a friend, as a fiance, and as a decent human being. So, Ligero actually admitted to some of these claims, so that's a start. But who I mean, like I said, some of these stories have holes in them. Some of the, okay, look, truth of the matter is, None of us were in the fucking room, but all of us all all of a sudden become fucking experts on Twitter and every single social media outlet. Problem, folks. There's a problem that we're not lawyers. Some of us are. Some of us aren't. We're not legal teams. Some of us are, and some of us are not. So, in closing, be careful what you do when you get into a professional setting. It's easier said than done, because no matter what, you... You know, some people know how to act and some people don't. Some people know how to manage money. Some people don't. What really irks me is the people that, you know, they claim something happened and it's like crying wolf. So I'm not saying it didn't. I'm not saying it did. If we don't know the situation, please shut the fuck up and just watch the news like the rest of us. And if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And, um, well, I'm just going to say the following. Sometimes, yes, people can be pains in the asses to get attention. Other times, it's nice if people actually listen all the way through and get all the facts and get all the details and cite all the articles they want. But at the end of the day, pay attention to your surroundings and just be aware of who you're with. And they start treating you like shit. I say, you know, it'd be easier if you confront the person. But then again, you know, in this, in some of these situations, it's really hard to. 
All right, folks. That'll do it for real. Toodles, bitches. I'm going to take some rest on this nice two days off that I have, okay? So, uh, all you pretty peoples, <clears throat> stay pretty, all you ugly people. I don't know. To get my beauty rest, yes. Ciao. Alvira Zane. Oh, for all the fans that listen in the UK, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, Tokyo, Japan, Venice, Toscano, in good old United States of America, Toronto, Montreal, Quebec. We all love you here at Wrestle Radio Network. Thank you for supporting us and listening to us. Be sure to download our episodes for free on iTunes. Be sure to share, download, repeat, and fucking repeat the process because this show is awesome. All right. Toodles, bitches, for real this time. Got to get my super beauty rest. Whatever that means. Dig it. The cult of personality. The cult of personality.